Thank you for joining us this week on The Tongue with Dr. Mike. I'm so glad you're here with us again. As always, make sure you're visiting our website, thetonguespeakslife.com, where you can listen to all our podcasts from the past few weeks. Of course, if you want access to our full catalog of podcast topics from before, uh, just not only The Tongue with Dr. Mike, but Pillars of Heaven as well, make sure you're going to psalm346ministries.org or simply type in p346.org. I know you're on Facebook. If you're on Facebook and you haven't joined our group yet, Psalm 346 Ministries, join that group. There's special encouragement there every day. I know JB does uh, posting on there all the time. Brianna does posting on there. I do posting on there. We like to get feedback from everybody. Make sure you're checking that out. As always, at TongueSpeaksLife.com or uh, Psalm346Ministries.org. Go out there, check out our missions, see what's going on. If you need a Bible, click on it there. If you, you can read about our, our Bibles for believers, you can read about our food mission, you can read about everything that's going on with us in the community. Uh, we are changing platforms, and the new website is coming. JB is on the, on the march with that, and it's going to be coming shortly. So keep an eye out for that. You can also go to p346.shop and get some of our merchandise. There's uh, hats and t-shirts and sweatshirts there. There's also uh, a shopping cart where you can pick out a Bible for free and check that out and we'll ship that right out to you. TheTongueSpeaksLife.com. Make sure that you're looking at Cure International. Man, what a difference that they make every day with kids across the world. I mean, God bless the little children, and and you just have to check that out. Their mission is to heal the sick, proclaim the kingdom of God. They're doing that with pediatric surgical hospitals that serve children. Take a look at the links right on there. You can donate right to them. You can donate right to The Tongue Speaks Life. You can donate to... Pillars of Heaven, you can donate to Psalm 346 Ministries. It all goes in to the same place, and it supports everything we do. Our fundraising, our, our stuff with Pastor Simon in Sudan. Our family is, is growing. It's constantly going. Uh, I, I want to say very quickly a, a special welcome to uh, not only Pastor Simon, uh, who is man, he is praying for my family hard. And, and you know what, brother? Thank you for that, and and keep it up. You are an encouragement to me uh, that is heartfelt, and it is uh, much needed at this time. Thank you so much. I also want to welcome our, our listeners in the Philippines, in India, Nigeria, Madagascar, man, all over Africa, Sierra Leone, uh, not just there, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Burundi. Uh, man, we are growing. Liberia, It's we're out there, right? So let's get plugging along. Let's keep going. Today's topic is entitled by his stripes. We've all read or heard or said, by his stripes we are healed. All right, the key verse here is Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. What does this mean for us? Does this mean that by his stripes we are physically healed or spiritually healed? Aha, careful. You're on the razor's edge of Theology 101 debates. We all go through seasons, and believe me, I know that they're different and there's new journeys all the time. Sometimes one we never, we never even thought we'd be on or we'd ever see coming, right? Some we never thought we'd have to walk. But here we are, right? Right in the midst of it. Here I am. Here my family is. Right in the middle of one now. 
for me personally, never, never did I think that we would see the day that this new journey brings us. But there are many more journeys that others take that are severely worse than ours. And we're told to pray without ceasing and not to be scared, for we don't have that spirit of fear. So here we go. Headlong into a new obstacle, a new path, a new direction, a new season in life. We aren't the only ones. We all know that. We all share the burdens of each other in this life. You can read stories of how others go through things and you can think to yourself, man, how did they even begin to handle that? I know that before our journey here begins, we've already been uh, receiving responses from others who have been down this road. Man, this is a new and scary place for us, but they've already been down this path. They know the terrain. They know the difficulties. They know how steep it can get. They know how low it can get as well. Although there are guides there for you, your journey is yours. The, the situations are all different. They're unique. And that's what makes the travel so unbearable, the unknowing. So many people are about to begin a new season in their life as well. Some good, some very bad. But where do we get our strength from? Easy, right? The shelter of the Most High. Even when we can't see through the trees, even when it's pouring down rain and fear and darkness is utterly surrounding you and you hear in your ear, I'm with you. That's the only thing you need to realize and that you need to hear. That should align your focus and your resolve. It's not easy, but once you hear that, you know that you're no, you're no longer left on your own or unwatched or, or you're left forgotten. Yet you gather the courage you need. Isaiah 53, 5 again, but he was pierced through our, for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being uh, fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. For he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, you were healed. That's 1 Peter 2, 24. The first time we come across that passage is when, you know, Isaiah is describing what happened to Jesus. He describes the suffering of the Messiah and then writes the reasons for his suffering. He was pierced for our transgressions, our rebellion, and crushed for our iniquities or our depravity. Like the prophet Isaiah was pointing out that our sins required an atonement. Our sins required forgiveness. Our sins needed to be washed off uh, uh, each of us. But the traditional way God's people atoned for sin in the Old Testament was through the blood sacrifice of animals performed at the temple. In order to provide atonement and to be washed of our sins, a perfect sac sacrifice was coming for all of mankind, and that was God's only son, Jesus. Whenever we address prophecy or prophets of the Bible, you need to understand individuals like Isaiah were sent by God to warn God's people, the Israelites. These, warning, these warnings were often not heeded and largely ignored because they were called to repent of their sins and idolatries with the threat of punishment and sometimes reward. It wasn't until many years later when scholars realized the words written by Isaiah and other prophets were fulfilled and true. Isaiah became a prophet of God around 742 BC, and, and he described seeing God for the first time. He then offered himself to God and was commissioned to give voice to the divine word. When it comes to the subject of prophecy, 25% of the Bible is prophecy of how Jesus would be our servant, king, and salvation. It's commonly thought that the Messiah's role would be to restore the kingdom of God, but there was also a basis that he would suffer for his people too. 
However, the Jews at the time largely ignored Isaiah's warnings or predictions about the coming king, despite the language in Isaiah 53, pointing to the suffering of an individual and not a nation like many assumed. This passage in Isaiah is also known as Hebrew poetic form. Uh, a lot of people call it parallelism. In Hebrew poetry, lines are repeated instead of rhyming, which is found in English poetry. We find that the first two lines are repeated to emphasize the idea that the Messiah would bleed for our sins. The second two lines repeated the concept of the punishment Jesus would take upon himself, even though Jesus was blameless. He was perfect and pure and free from sin in every way. These two lines also describe that his suffering would, would cure and, and restore mankind. The stripes mentioned by Isaiah were the awful lashings that Jesus backed by the Roman whips. 39 stripes were the traditional punishment for a condemned prisoner. And why 39? Because 40 was known to kill a man. According to the scriptures, these stripes upon Christ were on behalf of our healing. Again, 1 Peter 2.2. 2. In 1 Peter 2.24, Peter also writes about the work of Jesus on the cross. He explained that Christ traded our sins for his life. He bore the punishment for our sins, the death we should have received instead of him. Peter teaches that Jesus' actions were done so that we could live righteous and have salvation. What does it mean to be healed by his stripes? During this week, I've heard someone quote these scriptures in prayer as they prayed for the healing of a loved one. Lord, Frank is in the hospital. We lift him up to you. By your stripes, he's healed. Is the power of the cross meant for our physical healing rather than our spiritual healing? Those two passages, passages we talk about are, are central to the topic of healing. However, they're, they're often uh, either misunderstood or the word healed when translated from both Greek and Hebrew can mean spiritual or physical healing. However, the context of both Isaiah 53 and 1 Peter 2 make it seem like they're referring to spiritual healing. The verses referred to sins and righteousness. Have you been wounded by sin, rejection, loss, or betrayal that has cut you to the core? Are these wounds still fresh and open, like, like cutting your finger? The negative spiritual effects of painful physical events, leaving our souls reeling for comfort or peace or wholeness. Only Jesus can heal that. John MacArthur sheds clear light on the matter in his commentary on 1 Peter 2.24. He said, Christ died for believers to separate them from sin's penalty, so it can never condemn them. The record of their sins, the indictment of guilt that, that had them healed for hell was nailed to the cross. Jesus paid their debt to God in full. In that sense, all Christians are freed from sin's penalty. They're also delivered from its dominating power and made able to live in righteousness. In other words, this death to sin and becoming alive to righteousness is the healing work of Jesus' actions. It's the healing work of his stripes. Both Peter and Isaiah meant the wounds of Jesus were part of the process. Due to mankind's sin, which brought separation from God's fellowship, God sent Jesus to endure the sufferings and the brutal execution on the cross in our place as our substitute so that all mankind could have a bridge back to the fellowship and benefits of God. 2 Corinthians said, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. When you accept Christ into your heart, the spiritual healing begins because you're choosing to receive and accept God's forgiveness of your sins. 
You're no longer separated from Christ because he now lives in your heart. Let's talk about some way you're some ways that you're you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. You're healed of the guilt of our sins through the cross. Yeah, we've been forgiven. Yeah, we've been washed clean of our sins by his stripes. But what if we still bear the burden of guilt for our sins? Past actions fester into regrets and become gaping wounds because, you know, we're unable to let go of the guilt that of what we've done before. You can even wonder, how could God forgive me of that? I can't, I can't even barely forgive myself. There's two kinds of guilt, conviction and condemnation. Conviction is the spirit of God gently correcting you and restoring you to himself. No sin is too great. The latter is what the enemy uses to prevent Jesus' stripes from healing us. The enemy loves nothing more than tor- like to, to torment God's people with the pain of their past. Sometimes this kind of guilt is a symptom of unforgiveness in our hearts. In Matthew 18, 23, Jesus tells us how important it is to forget those who have wronged us. Remember, we're healed because Jesus can relate to our suffering. Who better than Jesus to understand our suffering? Psalm 34 reminds us that God is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. In Jesus' final days, he was betrayed by one of his disciples, denied by his friend Peter. He was whipped and then given a criminal's death, being nailed to the cross. In the midst of it all, Jesus felt as though he was forsaken by his own father God as he waited to die on the cross. No matter the suffering you're experiencing, Jesus gets it. He understands. As you face betrayal or difficult relationships or whatever it may be, God understands. God cares. God's near at hand to comfort and help. To those who love him, God says, fear not, I'm with you. I will strengthen you. I will help you. That's Isaiah 41. We are healed because Jesus makes us whole. Mark 10 says, go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. That story begins long before Jesus entered the city. That man was born blind. He earned a living. He sat every day at the city gates and begged for money. However, he began to hear the stories of healing by Jesus, and he began to hear rumors that Jesus would be visiting the city. When that day came, he was unrelenting in his pursuit of Jesus because he had faith that he would make him whole. And Jesus tells him that it was his faith in Jesus that healed him. In other words, the value of one's faith does not come from the one who expresses it, but from the object on which it rests. Ultimately, healing is not contingent upon the quality of one's faith, but upon the healer. The healing expressed in the story is the, is the Greek word sozo, which means to rescue, to preserve, or, or to save from death or keep alive. It refers to our spiritual salvation, which is linked to our faith. We're all in need of healing. We're all in need of healing in some shape or, or form, or, or broken relationships, difficult seasons in marriage, parenting, wayward teens, broken promises, broken dreams, the guilt of our past choices. We wonder if Jesus wants to heal us. I often think Jesus was thinking, uh, if you can imagine, and this is what I do, Jesus was thinking of each and every one of us when the skin of his back turned into ribbons from the lashings. I also think he thought of us when he crawled onto the cross and even when he took his last breath, knowing he would soon defeat death and fulfill the wages of sin. Go to him. 
no matter what's tormenting your soul. God's already forgiven you, and Jesus already planned ahead and paid your debt. You know, stripes in, in the language of the King James Version of the Bible, you know, and, and some others, it means wounds, as seen in more modern translations uh, translation such as uh, the NIV Version. Yeah, these stripes were administered by whipping the bare backs of prisoners whose hands and feet were bound, rendering them helpless. The phrase, by his stripes we are healed, refers to the punishment Jesus Christ suffered, floggings and beatings with fists that were followed by his agonizing death on a cross, to take upon himself all the sins of all people who believe Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14. The whips used were made of uh, braided leather with pottery shards and sharp stones uh, attached to the ends, which tore open the flesh of the prisoner with each cruel swing of the whip. When we picture that horrible, inhumane form of physical punishment, we, we, you can recoil in horror. Yet the physical pain and agony were not all Jesus suffered. He also had to undergo the mental anguish brought on by the wrath of his father, who punished him for the sinless, the, the sinfulness of mankind. Sin carried out in spite of God's repeated warnings. Sin that Jesus willingly took upon himself. He paid the total price for all of our transgressions. Under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Peter wrote, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. In Isaiah 53, Jesus' future life on earth was foretold in the clearest of terms to include his eventual torture and death. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds or stripes we are healed. Matthew uses Isaiah 53 and speaks of its fulfillment in the context of Jesus' healing ministry. Many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word, and he healed all the sick. That was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmity, our infirmity sorry, and bore our diseases. That's Matthew uh, chapter 8. Jesus was not actually bearing sin, but he was bearing some of the consequences of sin. Thus, you know, Jesus showed himself to be the true Messiah prophesied by Isaiah. In healing the multitudes of their physical ailments, Jesus proved his power to also heal them of their spiritual ailments. Matthew finds in Jesus' healing miracles a foretaste of Jesus' atonement for sin. The bearing of the diseases was a symbol of the removal of sin, the ultimate cause of sickness, the sin of the world, what would be born later on the cross, and, and that was the ultimate physical healing with resurrection that comes at the end, 1 Corinthians 15. Remember, God is with us through hard times. During physical struggles, we know that God's abiding presence is always with us. His word contains many reminders of his love for us. Isaiah 41.10 says, God strengthens you. It says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God has promised us his strength. He'll never give you a trial you're unable to handle. As children of God, you can call upon his power anytime. 
Jeremiah 33, 6, this, this says, God brings us healing. Nevertheless, I bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and I'll let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Although we're unaware that, um, or we are aware, I should say, that complete physical healing may not occur in this lifetime, we also know that God has a plan and a purpose for us. John 14, 27 says, God gives peace. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Sometimes, um, you know, unexpected pain or illness frightens you. Accept God's gift of peace and let it create a calm spirit within you. God will lighten your burden. Matthew 11 says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many times do you feel overwhelmed in our Christian life? God has promised us that we can find strength in him and he will provide rest for us. Jeremiah 17 says, Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I'll be saved, for you are the one I praise. God is the end all, right? Healer, Savior, worthy of our praise. God of two names, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, and Jesus Christ, our Savior. James 5 says, this is perfect instruction. Uh, here it is in the Bible. If you believe the Bible, you believe everything that's in it. And then here it is, clear instruction what to do. James 5 says, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Are you being prayed for at your church? Are you being anointed with oil? Second Chronicle says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Way back in Exodus, it said, worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. God has been doing this a long time. Proverbs 4.20, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. But the sword of the spirit is a spoken word. You have to speak it out. There's power of life and death in the tongue. Acts 4.30, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Jeremiah 30 says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Isaiah 38.16 says, you restore me to health and let me live. Surely it was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish. In your love, you kept me from the pit of destruction. You have put all my sins behind your back. Proverbs 17 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. 
3 John 1, 2. Isaiah 40, again, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Listen, brothers and sisters, we all face these things together. The word says to share one another's burden. I say this to everyone. I encourage you to say this to your brothers and your sisters in Christ that are suffering through illness or something they're going through right now. What can I say to them to comfort them? What can I do? Talk to them. You are not in this battle alone. We're standing here with you and supporting you all the way. We love you and we'll keep you in our prayers. What's impossible with man is, is possible with God. You are so much stronger than you know. You've got this in the bag. This diagnosis is not the end of your story. You will fight through it and win it. Your life story is still being written. This is just another victorious chapter in it. You are such an inspiration to me. I love how you smile and encourage others, even under pressure. Ask your doctor to test you again. I'm sure this illness saw how strong you were and decided it doesn't want to mess with you. There's no quit in you. You're a mighty warrior. I'm amazed at how unbelievably powerful you are. When we go through some of the most challenging and uncertain times of our lives, comforting words of encouragement serve as a lifeline. I'm always here for you when you need a shoulder. This sickness doesn't define who you are. I don't know what to say, but I just want to hug you. You're such a bright light to all who know you, especially those have as, that have seen you uh, go through this so hopeful in this difficult time. You're always gracious and kind, even when you have a reason not to be. Each day, you're one step closer to being free from this. You and I have always been close. Not even this can keep us away from each other. Let's plan to get away when you're done with all this. We'll celebrate it. I'm sorry I shouldn't have waited this long to tell you how special you are to me. I know this can be challenging, but it has nothing on you. You consistently achieve whatever you set your mind to, so there's no doubt you will beat this. After all the hardships you've survived, this is no way this is going to have the best of you. Illness is just a word. Be encouraged. You're living with this right now. Soon we'll celebrate when you're living without it. I think of whatever, whenever I'm having a bad day, I feel better. You're going through so much worse and you're handling it so much better. We want to remind you that you have an army on your side. Things may be overwhelming, but you're handling it gracefully. I'm here by your side throughout this fight and easy and after things return to normal. You can't get rid of me that easy. Whenever you need to scream or cry or yell at the top of your voice, I'm here to listen. I'm a phone call away. Do whatever you need to do to feel better. There's no better feeling in the world than to go from feeling bad to feeling better. I'm so thankful for you and I love you. Yes, you have illness, but it doesn't have you. Remember, you have the upper hand. One thing I know about you is that you have no quit in you. This sickness will cry uncle before you do. I hate that you're going through this, but you are in the best of hands. You're in God's hands. This journey of yours may have a rocky start, but it's going to have a smooth finish. I know that you're never going to surrender. It's not who you are. And you have the most powerful inner strength. You're the most inspirational person I've ever met. Look at the faithfulness of God and don't look at what you've been through.
You've had some bad days and hills to climb. The clouds may hang low, yet you're not going to complain. Encouraging words enable a person to see, uh, you know, that others think so much of them that they don't even want to see them physically or emotionally stuck in that undesirable state, right? I know you're scared, but, but you are even more than brave. Let this bring you comfort. When things become overwhelming, put them in the hands of the Lord. I've learned so much from you through this whole process. Walking alongside you as you battle will make me more grateful. It's amazing, uh, and it has amazed me how you found strength to smile during such an exhausting time. You inspire me to be brave and strong no matter what I face. There, there's power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak his mighty name over your healing and recovery. I've asked for him to instill in you the fortitude you need to restore uh, your full health. May the Lord bless you. The Lord Jesus is our beautiful healer. Scripture even refers to him as the great physician. I know that he's with you as you work towards physical healing. I pray as he walks you through this recovery process, you'll feel his presence and the love with you. God blesses you. The Lord gives you strength. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. May the healing power of God's love be with you during your recovery. You're not alone in this pain and suffering. God is always with you, holding your hand tightly, embracing you close to his heart. No matter what we go through on this earth, nothing is bigger than our God, right? Illness and recovery can be giants in our lives, but thankfully we serve an all-powerful God. My prayer is that he will remind you daily that he's more powerful than your illness and, and anything that you're going to face on your way to recovery. And that's your journey back to good health. I, I entrust you into the Prince of Peace's hands. And I've asked you that, that he gives you his peace as you walk through that journey. The Lord's our strength and our shield. Trust in him and he will help. I pray that you're getting stronger and, and be filled with joy every day. The Lord will satisfy the weary soul. And every languish, languishing soul, uh, he, will, he will replenish. May you find strength in the Lord and his everlasting love. And as you walk through this journey, I want you to know that my prayers are for you to enjoy good health again. May it bring you great comfort as you remember that the Lord is always there for you. As you do recover, I pray the Lord our God to heal you and fill your heart with this priceless peace. May his faithfulness encourage you. The Lord brings to mind when you read Psalms words that it says, when, I'm, when I called to you for help, you healed me. What a beautiful statement, right? I'm praying for that, to, that blessed outcome in your life as I ask the Lord to heal you and give you a speedy recovery. God's there to carry you when you can't find the strength to stand on your own. Hope you, know, hope you sense God's presence and nearness to give you courage. I'm praying for the Lord to be gracious to you as you begin that recovery process. I ask that he will be your strength every morning and fill your heart with his exceeding peace. I pray that all may will go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. As you recover, I want you to... I want to send my love and my prayers. The Lord has promised that he will keep you in perfect peace, the mind that has stayed upon him. My prayer is that you will focus on him and his never-ceasing love for you. 
Remember, it says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he's done for me. He forgives my sins and heals all my diseases. May your heart be directed to the Lord as you heal in the coming days. The most important thing is to never lose hope because the Lord our God will strengthen you. He'll help you. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. There's no problem too big for God that he can't solve. There's no problem too small that God doesn't care. By believing him, you're putting your healing process in good hands. Scripture is full of passages that proclaim the healing power of our God. You're not alone. God's with you, holding you and comforting you, and most of all, loving you no matter what. Scripture teaches that a cheerful, a cheerful heart is good medicine. I, I pray that God gives you a full measure of cheer in your heart. As the, word, the Lord walks you on this, this journey, may he grant you all the strength that you need. And as Christians, we have a beautiful promise, which tells us that the Lord is close to us when we have broken hearts, and he saves us when we're crushed. You have to remind that his faithfulness as you go through this, draw close to the Lord and he will, uh, you will find that, that strength in his nearness. Be still and know that I am God. A quiet heart and a peaceful mind in the comfort of God's love will bring you healing and strength. This can be overwhelming and fearful, but we pray that the many promises for our children and we pray that it encourages you. You promise that you're with us. You strengthen us. You help us. You uphold us when we're weak. May you feel that his strength today and know that you're not alone. I know this has taken probably quite a lot of uh, wind out of your sails. So it, it fills me with great joy to tell you that the Lord is our strength. He promises to give strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. As you walk through this process, I want to encourage you to seek the Lord. The, his word tells us that he will deliver us from our troubles and be close. And as I pray for you, the, the Lord brings to mind the words of Christ. He said, come to me, you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Rest is my prayer for you. Don't be afraid. God will never fail his children. Even the hairs on your head are all counted. May the Lord's blessings be upon every aspect of your life. He's such a faithful God, and I know he loves you. The God of all grace will restore you and make you strong. May the Lord encourage you and fill you with his healing strength. The Lord has given us many beautiful promises, one of which is promises to pick us up when our circumstances cause us to, to bow under the weight. He does this because he loves us. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The beauty of the Lord fills our lives with such peace. As you go through this, I pray you find the peace to rest in his hands as he restores you. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Everything is possible for one who believes. Keep faith, keep hope, keep courage. As you walk this road back to health, you will have many needs and struggles, many of which I'll never know. However, whatever your needs may be, I know for sure that Christ Jesus can meet them all. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Only say the word and I shall be healed. I put my trust in you. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. His hands are knitting a great and noble work in your life. I've been thinking about 
the woman who was healed just by touching the garment of Christ. Her faith in Christ brought healing to her spiritual and physical life. My prayer is that this illness will result in a deeper walk with the Lord and that you will experience abundant faith in this healing. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, for I will give you rest. Number six says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon and give you peace. Isaiah 58, then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. First Peter 5, 10 says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen and establish you. Jeremiah 17 says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. John, 3 John 1, we did that already. Behold, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Remember Revelation 21 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eye and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for all the former things have passed away. Psalm 146 says, The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. Remember, today we fight, tomorrow we fight, the day after we fight. Let's pray. To our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. We come to you now, Father, at a crossroads in our life, a crossroad on our path that has altered our journey. We could see the path, but now all of a sudden we're taken off of it for a season. Father, bless our footsteps as we walk step by step on this new road. I pray for for time and understanding, for patience and strength to get us where we need to go. Let our brothers and sisters, our mothers and fathers be blessed, be bold, and take this new journey head on, knowing that you are there with us. And as we face this storm, let us open our ears to hear when you say, I'm with you. Let us open our eyes to focus on you so we don't sink beneath the waves. Let us reach out to you in the moments of fear and trouble and uncertainty and wondering. You hold the key to it all. You are the strength that we need. This illness and sickness and disease all have to bow at the name of Jesus for our loved ones, for our families, for my loved ones, for my family. Father, we ask for healing and we ask for bringing people closer to you in this moment. And we ask for your shining light to guide us to lean not on what we think is the right thing, but we pray that your will be done in this situation as in everyone. Bring us down this road and down this journey together, smiling when it's completed, however long we're on it. We ask for these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Remember Romans 10, it says, listen, the word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. And that's the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And at this point in your life, no matter what hardship you're facing or what trial you're facing, man, that you, this is the time. Don't put this off another day right? You don't know how long you're promised in this world. Jesus is waiting for you. He came to this earth to die for you, to take your place. And he's standing at that door and he's knocking. And all you have to say is, God, I know I'm going to say, open the door, open the door and tell him to come in. God, I can't do this alone. I believe you died in my place and you rose again to glory. I accept you into my heart, forgive my sins and, and become the leader in my life. 
right? Then you find a Bible and you find out who that man is. And then you find a church and you go where you're being fed the, the word or you listen to somebody speak or you watch something on TV and you begin your journey. If you need a Bible and you don't have one, then you reach out to me. I'll get you one. This poor man called out and the Lord heard him and he saved him out of all his troubles. You have all power and victory in Christ's name. Right. And, and we say this all the time. You're not, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not weak. And you're not damaged. And God's going to find you right where you are now. There's nothing you have to do to make yourself better to meet Jesus right now. You don't have to fix something in your life. You don't have to get better. You don't have to stop doing something. You just, you need, you need to meet him. Right. You're, you're right where you need to be in life right now at this moment. But this life is slipping away fast. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Until next time, I'll see you then.